Hello and welcome to the CISS podcast. This is the On the Spot series by China Forum. In this series, we return to the platform of international forums and webinars, where leading minds in academia, government, business, technology, and media deliver novel, collaborative responses to the global issues of the day. Hello and welcome to CISS podcast on the Spot series. I'm Han Hua. In the past few years, China has been undergoing changes in the way it looks at itself and the outside world, which has sparked speculation on where China is heading for and what are the causes behind. China Forum Vice President Eric Lee put it as China's two paradigm shifts. To explain changes in China's economy, society, and its people, young generation in particular, Eric shared his view during the webinar "China Today and Tomorrow," jointly organized by Ditchley Foundation, China Forum, and Academy of Contemporary China and World Studies, in late May 2021. Please stay tuned. I wanted to、uh, discuss two things. Past five years have been a transformative era for China in two important respects. One is its own self-perception, and two is its perceived relations with the world. And the changes that have been taking place, I think, will have far-reaching implications. So things have really changed in this country. In terms of China's own development, the most significant and symbolic event. I think was the 19th Party Congress in 2017. It was then that China officially declared a paradigm shift. So let me put it in plain English: the paradigm shift was from a single-minded pursuit of economic development to the goal of achieving a more balanced development and what is called common prosperity. In short, a shift from growing the pie at whatever the costs to growing the pie, but also Dividing the pie in certain ways, so this pivot did not come out of blue. Rather, it was the culmination of economic and social developments that are some years in the making. Now, China's headlong pursuit of economic growth in the past thirty, forty years, we all know, had achieved tremendous results.、Uh, the whole world knows it. But new challenges also emerged as results or side effects of market economics. The wealth gap widened. Very significantly, resulting in very serious inequality, environmental degradation, just to name two. Okay, so we have on the ground here. I deal with young people. I deal with media. We have on the ground observed significant social trends taking place in Chinese society, especially among young people. Those who were born post ninety or post two thousand are qualitatively different generations from previous generations. You know, they've grown up. With decent education, they've grown up in a China that has been increasingly prosperous and strong. They got the world's information at their fingertip. They know everything that's happening in the world. And, you know, my kids know everything that's happening in the world. As opposed to my generation, you know, we were primarily concerned with China being poor and lacking development, and we wanted market economics to propel development almost no matter what the costs. Okay. Now these new generations, they see the main challenges to them, to their lives, and to Chinese society as a whole, rooted in inequality. And there is significant data that show young people's perception of capital and market have turned negative. 
and their support for socialism and communism have increased markedly. I think this is a very, very important development, and I think it's here to stay. So this presents a challenge to China's leadership. On one hand, the country needs to continue on its path of sustained economic development for obvious reasons. But on the other hand, they need to get ahead of these trends and rebalance economic gains to have a more equitable society. Now they've been making rather serious efforts to rebalance the campaign to eradicate extreme poverty in the entire Chinese nation was historic and unprecedented in thousands of years of Chinese history. And on the other hand, the recent government initiatives to rein in monopolistic companies is another example. It's coming from the other end, containing the unchecked power of capital. So I believe we're only seeing the beginning of this paradigm shift. And how to achieve a more equitable society of common prosperity, while at the same time keep China's society entrepreneurial, which is essential for further growth, is the challenge. And this is the trend to watch in terms of the future health of the country. Another paradigm shift, the second paradigm shift I want to talk about, has occurred in the same period, and it's about China's perception about the world and its relations with it, especially the West, especially the global North. I will probably. Put the pivoting moment in 2016. Of course, you know the Trump era showed the Chinese people in America that was so drastically different from the perception they had for many decades. And I cannot overstate the difference it made. You know, my generation looked up to America, and many generations before me, and a couple of generations after me, looked up to America. But now they see an America that is rather different. Belligerent towards China, of course, and that is poorly governed, unfortunately, with inequality problems that are worse than their own, the politics that seems really unhealthy, and society so polarized and hostile from within, and a bit of a bully on the world stage.、Uh, Malcolm talked about China being the bully, and <laughs> the Chinese see, you know, the biggest bully in the world. You know, at least we haven't invaded any country. So these are sea change. In the views of the Chinese public, especially young people, about the West, you know, as I said before, the post '90 and the post 2000 generations are very different. I mean, they're more confident about their country, and they are more patriotic to begin with, extremely patriotic. So their perceptions of America and the West in general are fundamentally different from ours when we were at their age. And several significant events helped to consolidate. This shift. One was the pandemic. Of course, it's hard to overstate the importance of the pandemic here. You know how China handled it and how it was attacked initially and to this day, and they see how the U.S. and Europe have handled it. It's fundamentally changing views about the West, about the liberal societies within the Chinese mind, the Chinese public, and especially among the youth. Okay. Then it came the issues and attacks on China with regards to Hong Kong and Xinjiang. Now, I'm just stating the facts on the ground here, as I am observing in China, as a businessman, as a media person, as a think tank person. But it will suffice to say that Western attacks on these two issues have caused a near total loss of their credibility with the Chinese public. Again, I'm not judging; I'm just stating the facts as I see them. Okay, the vast majority of Chinese public resented the Hong Kong protests and the violence. Tremendously, really. Okay, and everyone here knows the Uyghur population of Xinjiang has doubled 
Not to say there are no problems, but they know the Uyghur population of Xinjiang has doubled. And for Western governments to call it a genocide seemed preposterous to the Chinese people, seemed totally political. So I think, I mean, I personally think it was a mistake for Western governments and elites and media to focus on these two issues, at least tactically a mistake, if not strategically. This is my personal view. Okay? I'm sure they have their beliefs. You see, before, for many years, Western criticisms of China actually did have some support within Chinese society, within the Chinese public, because some of those criticisms resonated and the Chinese knew they had problems. But this time, it's been a watershed moment. They actually see a portrayal of China in the West, by the West, that is so dramatically different from the China they live and experience every day. And that's making a big difference. And I think this shift in Chinese perception is probably irreversible. So I think this is the new China within and without. So in this new world that we have to navigate our dialogue and keep those in mind. Well, that was China Forum Vice President Eric Li Shimo sharing his view on China today and tomorrow. Thank you for listening.